This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show as we broadcast live from uh, New York City, the headquarters of Newsmax, uh, where I uh, where I broadcast, uh, where I work. I do a TV show called Rob Carson's What in the World, and I am also, uh, you know, their guy as far as Newsmax Radio. So it is uh, a pleasure to be here, an honor to be here, and uh, and to take it all in and share it with you guys, to share it with you, because um, it's, uh, it's, I still kind of have to pinch myself, kind of have to pinch myself. Uh, that I am here. Now, we've got a few things I want to <clears throat> get to, including really good news actually happening around with the country with Republican governors, COVID, all of the uh, COVID nonsense that we were put through, among other things. But first, I think we need a little Christmas, don't you? It's our friend Jim Gossett, by the way. He's the worst president in history. Joe Biden is failing how he deserves jail and how corrupt can you be? Yeah, he's pretty corrupt. He's the worst president in history. <laughs> his administration is yeah. causing inflation with his liberal policies. Joe's massive taxation will destroy this nation if Democrats do as they please. Joe's given out orders for wide open borders Are we too blind to see? He is bad beyond belief From Joe we need relief He's the worst in history There you go that is, uh, that is Jim Gossett, and uh, two S's and two T's, jimgossettcomedy.com, if you want to uh, check out that. That's his, uh, his uh, Johnny Mathis, like, you know, you've ever heard a Johnny Mathis song other than a Christmas song, but still kind of cool. Uh, and then also you can hear all of the song parodies um, that we do on our podcast, which is the Rob Carson Show podcast, and it's easy to find. Just go to newsmaxtv.com slash podcast couple of things going on that are very positive. Uh, you're looking, uh, you know, what we need we we need COVID reparations, don't you think? We need COVID reparations. While we're talking reparations, and so many states are talking reparations, I hear Providence, Rhode Island, they, they're coming up with rep- reparations. I believe that's a story I read yesterday. They were going to come up with reparations for black people, but also poor white people. I, I have no idea why they they're gonna they're gonna spend all this money. They're gonna give black people reparations, and then if white people qualify for the reparations, they'll get reparations. I know it's kind of stupid. Then you've got uh, well, New York has got a plan for reparations coming up here. I'll get to uh, that, but I think we need COVID reparations for all of the damage that uh, and and where where are the news stories? Where are the news stories uh, of the suffering? Where are the news stories featuring children? 
who've been irreparably damaged by COVID lockdowns, school shutdowns. Where are the stories? Where, where's the stories of the shrapnel, of the idiocy? There's a reason why I came up with the expression, don't catch the stupid, because there are a whole lot of people who caught the stupid. And, and I'm just going to say something, because I have said <clears throat> before uh, we're being played, you were never played. You have always said there's something about the 2020 election. There's something about why I can't ask where the virus came from. There's something about January the 6th. Why did they get rid of, why has nobody seen any of the autopsies of any of the people who died on January the 6th? There was a police officer who died the day after of a stroke. Uh, the narrative about his death was false. But why, why haven't we been able to ask that? Why haven't we been able to ask questions about things? Why can't we get the answers to these things? And I hope that uh, a combination of this lawsuit brought by the AG of the state of uh, Missouri uh, will will shine some light on it. I also hope that uh, Elon Musk continues to shine the light on it. But we still don't see any stories about the hell that uh, Democrats, uh, a lot of Republicans, by the way, but let's just say bureaucrats, both national and local, put us through. People had their careers ended. Military members were, uh, they had their retirements ruined. They all need it back. Here in the city of New York, hundreds and hundreds of healthcare workers and others were uh, fired for not getting vaccinated. I want to see the news stories. I want to see why are we not seeing the story of the gym down the street? Why are we not seeing the the thousands of businesses that went out of business because of COVID idiocy and COVID dictators in charge of all of it? Fortunately, there are a couple of people who are going to do something about it. I mentioned earlier, Ron DeSantis says the state will hold vaccine manufacturers accountable for COVID side effects or injuries. That's a positive. That is a positive. Uh, You've also got this. Governor Glenn Youngkin has ended COVID-19 fines and penalties in Virginia and wants to, are you ready for this, reimburse for those who were forced to pay unjust fines we need we need nuremberg trials i said this while it was happening i said that we are going to need nuremberg style trials to explain how this happened where it came from and what was done under the guise of a pandemic emergency it's going to have to happen and i had mentioned earlier to one of our guests, that uh, the American people, now that Republicans are in charge, they want, among everything else, number one, they want accountability for all of the damage that has been done by Democrats, by big social media, by government agencies. They want accountability, and they want people to pay for what they did. So Glenn Youngkin uh, signed an executive order ending COVID-19 uh, fines and penalties. Youngkin also plans to work with the Secretary of Finance to work with agencies to develop a reimbursement process for individuals and businesses who paid COVID-19 fines and fees. 
Uh, the fact that businesses are still dealing with COVID-19 related penalties and fines is infuriating. Livelihoods are on the line. In the previous administration, we saw our government shut down businesses, close our schools, and separate us from one another. While we can't undo the damage done during the Northam administration, the previous governor of the state of Virginia, we are taking action going forward to end COVID-era draconian overreach. Meanwhile, this is kind of fun. Pfizer has asked the FDA, which is nothing more than a uh, a rubber stamp for big pharma. And I think it's uh, very true, without a doubt. We can see that uh, the pharmaceutical companies uh, who worked with uh, government to exclusively, essentially get exclusive contracts with regard to COVID, uh, they were able to skate. They were able to make record profits during all of this. And, uh, And they were also able to... Uh, the government was able to work with big social media and the mainstream media to uh, deter everyone from other possible treatments. You had to go to the, you had to follow the the government line with regard to COVID, which was mostly wrong, and then they pushed you toward getting a vaccine, and then they made vaccines mandatory. And a couple companies got filthy, stinking rich because of it. Pfizer is set to ask U.S. regulators to authorize its bivalent COVID vaccine for children under five, not as a booster, but part of their initial shot regimen. Pfizer can go to, you know, children age six months through five years are uh, already supposed to get three small doses of the original Pfizer vaccine. If the FDA agrees, Pfizer's bivalent Omicron targeting vaccine should be submitted for their third shot nonsense. Now, I'm not trying to be a medical expert. Uh, do not base your decision to uh, give your child do not base your decision to shoot your child with Pfizer <clears throat> on my opinion. But I will tell you what I would do if it was my child. I'd say, uh, no. Don't think so. You're not making a pincushion out of my kid. Uh, particularly when the pharma companies cannot be sued for vaccine injuries in most states. In fact, all right now, And also there are a lot of questions about uh, young people, uh, what the vaccine has done to many of them, and also the fact that no young people die of COVID unless they already have massive comorbidities. It's it's not harmless, but it definitely is not uh, something that your child, I believe personally, needs to have in their uh, annual shot regimen. Few of the nation's youngest children have gotten their COVID vaccination since the shots were okayed in June. 2%. (laughs) Listen to this. 2% 2% of those under 2 and about 4% of 2 to 4-year-olds have their primary doses so far, according to the CDC. Uh, this is why, this is what I when, I, when I say that we're winning, when I say that we're winning, we're saying, okay, CNN Plus collapsed, Disney's uh, in very serious financial trouble, Facebook is in financial trouble, MSNBC Comedy Central in serious financial trouble, companies that embrace woke, woke policies in serious financial trouble, we're winning. We're winning. They can get uh, some uh, some elections that involve very large uh, population centers in states that are on the fence, and they can win elections that way, but we win in other ways. And the beliefs of the people of the country are reflected when you see things like only 2% of the population saying, I'm going to go ahead and give my kid a shot. It's because you have common sense, you have reason, and you're choosing and you're voting outside of the ballot box with no chance of uh, cheating to not, for instance, 
get your kid vaccinated or go to Disney World or watch, uh, you know, CNN or CNN Plus. You see what I mean? Okay. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. Joe Biden has always been a punchline. Now he's just a joke. It's the Rob Carson Show. Here's a uh, headline from the uh, Washington Post today. Shark Week lacks diversity, overrepresents men named Mike, scientists say. What the hell is that solid? Researchers say Discovery's programming overwhelmingly featured white men as experts. As experts. You know, maybe just some, you know, white guys kind of like sharks. I, you know, what the, really, honestly, is that, is, that the, is that what you've got? This is really a story. Shark Week over-represents over, over uh, white guys named Mike. So why don't you go ahead and say the obvious, probably because of that, more white guys named Mark are being targeted by sharks. How about that headline? <clears throat> How about that one? Because there are a lot of guys named Mark. I, I would venture, to, Mike. I would venture to say that there are probably more white guys named Mike being eaten by sharks. So what do you get? Oh, here's uh, President Derp Derp. President Derp Derp yesterday doing a. Uh, he, he, by the way, he went to uh, Arizona just to kind of rub your face in the mess. You know, that's what he does. You know, he wanted to go down to Arizona. We stole an election down there. Yeah, I said it. You know why? Because uh, I believe it. It's my opinion. Uh, that said, he goes down to Arizona. He goes to a chip maker, and uh, he says that people are feeling optimism about the economy. What I'm most excited about is people are starting to feel a sense of optimism as they see the impact of the achievements in their own lives. Oh, you know, I guess maybe I'm not seeing that. I, I could be wrong. I am kind of seeing that. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, here he was talking yesterday about nanochips. He got a little confused. And today, TSMC has announced a second major investment. It will construct a second fab here in Phoenix to build chips, the three nanochips. The three nanochip. Chips that are three nano. And you know what I'm saying. No, I, I don't actually. But I know that we're spending about $100 billion. And I think maybe if you're going to spend $100 billion of our money on something that should be supported by private enter enterprise, that being computer chips, then maybe you ought to know your stuff. Maybe you ought to know your stuff. I, I just don't have time for this nonsense anymore. If you're going to spend $100,000 million of our money on nanochips and, 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 and chip creation in the country, although <clears throat> chip, manuf chip manufacturers ought to be able to manufacture chip chips here in a competitive fashion without our money paying for it. You really ought to know your stuff. Uh, and then he, of course, didn't go to the border, you know, uh, because, you know, there's no problem in the border at all, right? Right. Uh, uh, Representative Debbie Dingell who is a, you know, a representative now. Her husband, uh, John, was a, a representative, and he's, uh, he died, and she took over. And, uh, and I, uh, you know, wouldn't it be weird and terrible if she dated somebody with the last name Barry? And wouldn't it be it's like, hi, it's Debbie, Debbie Dingle Barry. Would you put it first? Would you Barry Dingle or Dingle Barry? Anyway, here she is. She's saying uh, that uh, Joe Biden doesn't need to uh, go to the border because he's seen the photos. Would you like to see him visit the border? I don't care if he visits the border or not. That doesn't, he doesn't need to visit the border. I'm thinking Dingleberry, yeah. To know we've got a problem. He's got people that report to him every day about what the problem is. And sometimes we fixate on these little... Why does he go to uh, <clears throat> places where there are uh, shootings? Uh, why does he go to uh, uh, truck company manufacturing plants? All of this nonsense. I would venture to say that a, uh, a very significant portion of our problems in this country exist because of an open border, uh, Debbie Dingleberry. 
issues. Do you think the president doesn't know we got she, she hasn't really dated. We don't uh, care every yeah. day about what the problem is. And sometimes we fixate on these little issues. Do you think the president doesn't know we got a problem at the border and what the issues are? Wait, wait. Why isn't he doing anything? I know he does, but, but not necessary to see it firsthand. That's a little issue. Why did he go? Why did he go to Florida to surveil the uh, or survey? I should say the hurricane damage. Your point is moot. I, I, I think he knows it's got to be addressed. He's gotten the reports. He's- yeah, he's been in there two years. He caused the uh, the uh, overrun of the border. Uh, so please. Seen the photos. So that's. Uh, I mean, I at some point. Wow. Just. I mean, she just got crushed. She doesn't even know it, but she just got totally, totally crazy. Here's the president. No, I don't think I, I'm not sure if I have this. No, I don't think I do. I had uh, uh, Joe Biden saying that there are more th- important things that he has to deal with than the uh, southern border. And uh, I'm just trying to think of anything else that's more important. Well, there are a few, but it's right up there. Right? Right? Yeah. What happened in uh, Arizona? How do I recap this? Secretary of State runs against a conservative. Secretary of State is in charge of elections. Secretary of State does not uh, recuse herself from this election. Secretary of State is in charge of the elections and does not fix anything with regard to the debacle that happened in Arizona in 2020. Secretary of State is in charge of the elections when 2022 happens and 30% of voting machines in the state's most populous county where they knew 70% voters on the day of the election would be voting Republican. All of a sudden, those machines stopped working. Plus, there is also the fact that uh, this uh, Secretary of State also threatened counties who did not Uh, certify the election with prison time. If this were a third world country, you'd be raising all sorts of hell. This I had mentioned, if this is allowed to stand, then anything is possible with regard to uh, election fraud. I'll just say it. Election fraud. If it's not a, 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 what I just said to you, if the words election fraud did not come to your mind, you're clueless. But here is the, uh, the uh, uh, Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich signing the election certification on Monday, and presumably, even though he's done nothing since the last election or the previous election, uh, I'm not holding my breath about uh, him holding anybody accountable for this. I should note, I didn't know we were giving speeches today, but um, the governor and I, for some statute service, we're going to be witnesses to the certification. Uh, we do not actually certify the election. He says we do not actually certify the election is what he is saying. Uh, we do not actually certify the election. And I'm reminded of what John F. Kennedy often said, that uh, those who ride the tiger to seek power often end up inside. All right, there you go. So that's uh, Mark Burnovich, uh, presumably uh, approving the uh, the election results against his will, I guess. And uh, what was the expression that he used there? I'm reminded of what John F. Kennedy often said that, quote, those who ride the tiger to seek power often end up inside. That's what he uh, he said. So uh, we'll see if he actually does something about it. Uh, On the way, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, these uh, efforts around the country 
to get uh, reparations for residents of color. It's pandering, uh, and it also makes people who aren't responsible for slavery uh, pay for something that happened 160 years ago. Let's take a break right now. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Somebody call a plumber. It's time to drain the swamp. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show as we uh, broadcast live from New York City. Um, and uh, it's it's been a, a, a just a thrill to be here and to see everybody here at uh, Newsmax. Last night, I'm going to tell you a little story. So uh, a bunch of things are happening here that are uh, pretty tremendous, and, and I've been really, really blessed to uh, have this, this, what's happened in my life happen. Um, for those of you who don't know, I was brought to, I moved to Kansas City for a radio job. They fired me two years into a three-year deal because I made too much money. Uh, my wife was ready to leave me. Um, you know, I'd been beaten up by the broadcast industry for a, a lot of years and never gave up and never stopped. And, and I'd been music radio for a number of years and I ended up having, I was selling cars to save my marriage and uh, keep us from being homeless. <clears throat> and I got, uh, another chance. Thanks to a gentleman named Chris Ruddy, who unlike, uh, radio had never heard of me before and went, well, this guy, even though he's not 32, is a fresh voice in talk radio. And, uh, and we took off from there. Um, we came here to broadcast to, uh, to reconnect, to uh, meet a lot of people, and, and just bring the show again to connect us with, uh, with Newsmax and the, with the wonderful people who make this happen. There are a lot of people who make this uh, happen, the radio and the television and the publishing and all of that. And so uh, there was that. And, uh, and then yesterday, for instance, it was, it was kind of interesting. Um, I, I went to a very large player in the broadcast business. And uh, they've been doing, you know, I've been in radio since around 1990, and, you know, I've uh, worked in a sundry markets, uh, uh, Cincinnati, Minneapolis, uh, D.C., Kansas City, and then wrote for Rush Limbaugh for 20 years, et cetera. And I was talking to this uh, gentleman <clears throat> who I'd never met before, but I know I'd sent resume tapes to before, and he said, uh, Rob, it's so good to finally meet you. Um, you know, what's going on? Where have you been? I remember Scott Shannon talking about you when you were at RQX in D.C. saying, this guy... He's he's bigger than just, you know, what he's doing there. And I thought it was kind of interesting. And we, we talked about how, um, you know, I've been in the business and I knew everybody in the room. They knew me. I knew them. And it was uh, it was really uh, interesting to, to hear from them that what I'm doing, which has not changed over the years, although I moved to a talk radio format, uh, but that I believe is kind of what America needs right now. Uh, that is somebody who can distill, you know, what's going on in the news, digest it, um, and even days where you're ready to just go nuts, maybe put it in perspective, maybe make you laugh. I talked to a guy this morning. It was funny because I, I did a an appearance on Newsmax uh, two days ago, and I had a little conversation on air. And um, had a little uh, tete-a-tete with the uh, the anchor on the air. And uh, it was it was kind of funny at times. It was kind of uh, 
uh, uh, there was a little uh, a little uh, pushback, and and I presented you know my my thoughts with regard to I don't know what the it was about it was about who the next the new the new next candidate's going to be, and uh, it was with Bob Sellers, and and I and I offered my take on it, and I offered some humor with it, and and I stepped out of the studio this morning, and he said this guy and this guy I could tell was a liberal, and he's working in Newsmax. And he says, hey, Rob, if you got a second, I used to work over here and I came over to Newsmax and, and he goes, you know, I am I won't tell you exactly where I am politically, but, you know, I'm I'm I, I'm not you know, I'm left of center. <clears throat> he says, but when I heard you yesterday on with Bob Sellers, you presented something in a way that was understandable. You did it with humor. And I got to tell you, you changed my mind on this. And, and he th- that was really a big deal to me because. I know that there are, and I and I said before the midterm election, there were polls showing 80% of the American people thinking the country's going in the wrong direction. Do you think the midterm election changed that? As the sirens, <laughs> the sirens in the background, do you think that's changed? No, no. I said, uh, I use the expression, you've been played. And the uh, Democrat Party with its um, different tentacles into big social media, the mainstream media that are being discovered, it's beginning, you're beginning to see a lot of all of the things that you could not say, you could not talk about, you could not post on social media. Have you le- ever lived in the United States when you couldn't have an opinion on COVID? You couldn't have an opinion on Black Lives Matter? On all, Think about all of the things you haven't been able to see. Say, do you think that's acceptable? Do you think that's acceptable, that you've not been able to say that people are being injured, some people are being injured by the vaccine? Do you think it is uh, fair to uh, shut down people's opinions when they tried a different course of treatment and it worked? They tried it with Joe Rogan. They tried to cancel Joe Rogan because of that. Where's Joe Rogan? He hasn't gone anywhere, has he? But the people like Howard Stern, who basically said people who don't take the forced vaccine should be fired, hoped them to die, all of this, they were able to be heard. So all of this is, uh, is, uh, is coming out. All of this is coming to fruition. And I think that this show can bring people together to, to, to some degree. I do. And we're going to do it by making a point with uh, facts and reason and common sense. And then we're going to make fun of the people who are perpetrating this crap on us. And we're going to humiliate, and, uh, well, if we can embarrass them, we can. If not, we'll just make them laughing stocks while doing the serious uh, business of the day, while moving the country back to its founding principles, while defeating uh, nonsense like COVID mandates, while uh, uh, bringing attention to the things that we have been subjected to and holding those accountable who did the subjecting. That said, let me mention the uh, Christmas party last night. So I go to the Christmas party. I go over and I have this big meeting with a very large player in broadcasting who wants to bring on the Rob Carson show into its lineup. So I head over to the, the uh, Christmas party and, uh, you know, Hanukkah party, whatever you want to call it. It's a holiday party for everybody. 
And, uh, and it's, it's a beautiful venue. I'll, I'll post pictures on social media. I got terribly busy last night, but I'll post social media uh, videos. And, uh, and I'm standing there, you know, and I'm, I'm meeting all, I met Benny Johnson. He's a contributor and a just terrific talent. I really like him. And I, and I got to meet George Papadopoulos. That was kind of cool, former uh, Biden or uh, Trump administration official, and just say, hey, man, I'm sorry what you had to go through. Got to meet his wife and, you know, they got to meet all sorts of cool people. Uh, it was just, it was a lot of fun. And, and I'm walking around here. And here's, here's where I did. You ever see the movie uh, uh, Big with, uh, you know, uh, I, I always thought it'd be kind of funny to get the, the tuxedo like Tom Hanks did and go to an actual Christmas party dressed like that. I didn't do that. So I show up, <clears throat> going around, I'm meeting everybody, trying to be cool, trying to be professional. Hell, everyone, hey, Rob Carson. Hey, I listen to your show, Rob Carson. So I go over and I <clears throat> see these, uh, the food tables because I had eaten all day. And I walk over, and uh, oh, there's some uh, the sushi. Got a little sushi over here. Oh, and there's a d- dessert table over here. And it was, by the way, it was kosher. So, and it was so good that I actually became Jewish for a while. It was crazy. I was Catholic, then I was Jewish, then I was back to Catholic. That's it. So I go over there. This little table. It's charcuterie. For those who don't know, that is uh, meat. Anyway, so you got meat. You got the charcuterie, which is you know sausage and all that stuff. And then over here, you got uh, the cheese, and there's all sorts of cheese. And then and over here, you get these two logs. Of, a, of cheese. And I'm thinking, oh, this is goat cheese. And I love goat cheese, right? So I'm there, goat cheese. Ooh, hey, I'll grab a little piece of bread here and I'll get some uh, charcuterie, which is meat. And, and I'll put that on there. And then, and I will get a big, a bit of a, I'll get like about a half inch thick slice of this glorious log of feta. And I cut it off and I put it on my plate. And, I, and I'm like, oh man, this is going to be so good. And so I, I cut that giant wad of uh, feta or not feta but uh, goat cheese and I and I cut it and I and I and I and I I just decided to bring it to my mouth without even any bread because I just want to just feel the creaminess of the cheese and I get it into my mouth and I start my mouth is full of this and that's when I realize that it's butter Maybe you weren't, uh, you didn't have the same childhood I did, but when I was a kid, we, we were kind of poor. And, uh, and like, for instance, my mom would make uh, uh, grilled cheese sandwiches with Velveeta, all right? Yeah, Velveeta. I don't care what you think about Velveeta. I love Velveeta. I think it's fantastic. I throw it in my mac and cheese. I, you know, queso, the whole deal. And, and my mom, when you want to look at it, I just go over and slice off about a half-inch slab of Velveeta. Probably why I weighed 245 pounds in eighth grade. That said... That was the size of slice I took, and that was all butter. So I'm trying to be cool. I'm trying to... And and I didn't want to just spit it out in a napkin, because it would have been like spitting out, a, I don't know, a small uh, puppy being born. That's how big it was, like a puppy being born out of my mouth, this wad of what I thought would be glorious cheese that I would have followed up with a little sip of sparkling water and possibly a, a cracker, but it was butter. So I had to go... And I, uh, yeah, couldn't spit it out. <laughs> and I was trying to be cool about it, and uh, I don't think anybody noticed. But uh, that was that was my big story of the uh, the to do. Uh, that's that's what happened in a low light situation in a marvelous venue in the state of uh, or in the uh, in the city of New York. All right, we got one more segment of the show on the way. I've got a couple lighter things I want to get to. Uh, let's go ahead and take a break. This is the Rob Carson Show. If you don't like his opinion, see the First Amendment and get back to us. It's the Rob Carson Show. 
It is Rob Carson Show. I do believe we have a phone call. We have the only phone call of the day. Tony from Woodlawn is on the phone. Hello, Tony. What's on your mind today, man? Uh, yes. How you doing? I'm glorious, man. What's I'm trying, up? I'm trying to figure out. Yes. What is the what is the issue? Or and the term the term Black Lives Matter. What is the problem? It's not the uh, it's not the term. It's the organization. What about the organization? Well, the organization got $100 million and has done nothing to help black lives. They've done nothing with their money. It's still in the bank. It was uh, founded by a Marxist who spent money on a personal mansion, a mansion in Canada, a mansion in Los Angeles. I and never, nothing. They, so that's the reason I, why. That's the reason why. I, I never hear nobody state that. Well, because you probably watch the mainstream media, ABC, CBS, no, 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 NBC. No, 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. I listen to Fox. I listen to all of and you, them. You've never I've heard never me. heard anyone say anything about what the 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 founders did with money. Okay, well that's you cool, Tony. To I get it. You can't, Tony. Hey, Tony. A second. <laughs> Let me ask you real quick. I, I know you don't have time to listen to my show every day, and I'm I'm sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, I do. Because I'm, I'm pretty awesome. I listen every day. <laughs> but Tony, I have talked about it. It's kind of been. It hasn't been at the uh, top of the of the uh, the news headlines as of late. The last headline showed that they still have $90 million in their bank account. They still haven't done anything, so, and they are so under what? investigation. They, they don't, they're not supposed to collect money if that's what they're doing? You need to be many, able to. How many think tanks and this and that collect money? Are you doing moral never, relativism? Wait, wait, wait. Are you doing moral relativism? Moral re- Is that what I'm, you're doing? I, I Tony's you. doing moral relativism, which means you've lost I the argument. You. Tony, let me I ask you this. Tony, stop. Yeah, everybody gets money from people and says they're looking out for black people and doesn't give them any money and uh, buys I mansions. I didn't, say, I didn't say that. You're putting words in my mouth. Well, you know what? You're trying moral relativism, which shows that you've lost the argument. How do you feel Go about Black Lives question. Matter? No, 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 no. Let me finish my thought. You answer my question. I'm the host. What do you think about Black Lives Matter? They do. Uh, well, of course they do. Of course. Every, I think every life That can be the only issue. Not about no money. Um, that's fine, Tony. Money is, going, money is flowing all throughout the world. What is the problem? Oh, dear. dear. Okay, Tony. Listen, they're, money, they're you know, the, if you're just going to keep going with anybody. this, you know, people, bank robbery, uh, well, you know, some people need money. If you're going to go there, we're not going to have a discussion because you're simplifying the argument. Here's the problem, Tony, that I have, and the reason why I brought it up today is that I could not say that Black Lives Matter was a corrupt organization. Not that Black Lives Don't Matter. It was the organization called Black Lives Matter. You could not criticize on social media. You were shut down. That was my point. I'm not going to argue the crookedness of the of the of the organization and the fact that none of the money that they have raised has gone to help a single black life. That is without a doubt. But I am here to tell you that I didn't like the fact that I couldn't say on social media that Black Lives Matter was corrupt. Please hang up and try again. Oh, he hung up. He hung up. That's spectacular. first time that I was uh, exposed to moral relativism is probably the same time that if you're a you know Gen X Gen Xer or a boomer uh, you the the original the original argument using moral relativism was actually used to defend Richard Nixon and you'd say well Richard Nixon was corrupt and their Watergate break-in and they would say and then he lied about it some people would say, well, politicians all lie. That's moral relativism. 
that's trying to equate a current situation to something that is uh, similar, but not anywhere near as profound and dangerous. You make it into moral relativism. Nobody says, well, everybody murders their family. You know, please. And when you, when you bring moral relativism to the table, you lose the argument. The only reason I brought it up is because, and, and I've been the part of it, for the last five years, I've had everything. I've lost my Facebook page, lost my YouTube channel, all of this. One of the things that was shut down, my discussion, and you know it as well, was any discussion that Black Lives Matter was not giving money to the people that it, uh, it, it supposedly was championing, and all it did was enrich the people <clears throat> who were in charge of it. And the founder, Patrice Cullors, is a Marxist. She said she was. When I bring that up to somebody who's trying moral relativism, like the gentleman we, we just had on the air there, uh, Tony, what does he do? He quits. Right now, you just saw what Twitter was able to get away with before. Tony would still be on Twitter, and I would not. But when Twitter has a real exchange of ideas where conservatives are included in the conversation and present facts, what happens? The people on Twitter leave. Tony is on the phone with me. We have a debate where I'm able to express my opinion. He's able to express his, and he hangs up. That's why so many people are leaving Twitter right now, because they can't handle the conversation. They can't handle not having an echo chamber. Boom. My drop. Boom. There it is right there. <laughs> All right. Let's come back and wrap up the show, shall we? This is the Rob Carson Show. Let's hear it one more time, shall we? Start spreading the news. <laughs> Rob Carson's in town. I've had a good time. I hope you have. Broadcasting from the heart of it. New York, New York. Yes, Rob's paid his dues. You can't keep him down. He's at Newsmax who started it here in New York. All right, I will not play the entire song here, but I do want to um, take the time to thank Newsmax for having me here. Um, and I also hope that, um, you know, I, I've talked to a lot of people, and, and when you when you speak to people about the show, uh, very rarely do they come up and say, hey, Rob, I really love that you talked about the whatever bill, or hey, Rob, I really like the interview with whatever. You know what I get? I get, Rob, I really appreciate that you shared the story of your mother dying on the air because my mom was dying at the same time. Or another thing is I appreciate your story because I've been through some hard times. And I got to tell you, if I can go from, uh, you know, basically being Jim, uh, 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 basically being It's a Wonderful Life, uh, Jimmy Stewart's character standing over the bridge, looking down, wondering if my life was worth more, uh, my life insurance policy was worth more than my life. And to go from that to this, I hope that if you're going through rough times or maybe you haven't been able to achieve your dreams and you're hoping and wondering where to happen, I'm going to tell you right now, there's a word uh, years ago, my daughter gave me a Christmas ornament. She was seven. She just chose an ornament we had for a present. And it was just a word. And it was believe. I still have it. 
She wrapped it up and she gave it to me. Believe. Okay? God bless you guys. Thank you, Newsmax and Chris Ruddy, for everything. Have a glorious day. And until tomorrow when I'm back home, don't catch the stupid. I'll see you tomorrow. Like the show? You can help by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on both Apple and Spotify. It's free. European American Armory Corp, or EAA Corp, is specialized in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably priced firearms to the U.S. since 1990. You can choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol, EAA Corp has it. EAA's 1911 series comes in compact carry or full size in three popular calibers. If you're a first-time gun owner, EAA Corp's all-in-one 9mm MC9 striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. In addition, their lineup includes the MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There is a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today at EAA Corp. EAA Corp says get the quality firearm you've always wanted and save yourself a lot of hard-earned money. Visit EAACorp.com. That's EAACorp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday, 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 Friday. Hello and uh, and welcome to it. Hold on a second. I need to adjust to this real quick. I uh, hold on. I just got something weird going on here. I guess physically and mentally. Hold on. Like this is what it feels like to be vindicated. I guess <laughs> that's so crazy. That is that is so crazy. The last uh, week or so, it's all kind of come down to the. Oh yeah, this is kind of what it feels like to be vindicated for all of the things that I've said about the nonsense that's been happening in this country. I don't know for about the last thirty. 30 years or so, but particularly within the last seven, uh, really became the last three. And uh, despite the fact that you are being shouted down as a conservative in every way, shape, or form, and you're going, what the heck? Why? Why? Why can I not have an opinion? Why can I not have an opinion? Why did this year a Webster's Dictionary decide to make gaslighting the word of the year? You know why? Because uh, uh, we have been played. We have been played by a cabal. And I have said, what is one of my favorite expressions you're thinking oh, don't catch a stupid no that's not it oh oh i know what it is when the mainstream media big social media and the democrat party all say that what you say is disinformation it means you know the truth oh hold on a second is somebody baking up some uh, delicious delicious vindication I, i'll have a, a large order of the vindication on the side what do i want uh, let's see what do we have a choice of Okay, vindication, uh, admitting you're right, and an apology. Well, I'd like all three of those. I'm probably not going to get it. So I'll just do the side of vindication and wait on the apology. I might have the apology from the mainstream media, big so- social media, and the uh, and uh, the deep state. I might have that for dessert. Uh, you know what, actually? I think I'll save.
save for dessert. I will have uh, for dessert, I will have uh, not only uh, that I'll be proven right and that some people need to be uh, investigated, indicted, uh, and then uh, go through trial, found guilty, and go to prison. Okay, I'll have that for dessert. I'll have, I like that, you know what, bring it all up. Bring out the entire tray full of people involved in this cabal over the last how many years silencing conservatives, uh, something that I uh, started calling just a couple weeks ago conservative apartheid, which might have been a little early, might have been a little premature on the conservative apartheid, because you see, apartheid didn't really become uh, apartheid until the state sponsored it. You know, there's racism and then there's state-sponsored racism, and that's called apartheid. Well, we've had uh, thought apartheid in the United States of America for as long as I've been uh, on the radio, about 30 years conservative apartheid in every way, shape, or form uh, concerning not only your, uh, your opinion, but where you can work, what you can say. Uh, if you can make it, for instance, uh, as uh, as an uh, uh, somebody in Hollywood, for instance, <clears throat> an actor, you know, forget about it. If you're going to be a conservative person, literally the last 30 years, uh, nobody's been able to come out of the closet as a conservative and make it anywhere. There are no conservative people on late night television until Greg Gutfeld came along. And then now we find out that uh, conservatism, conservative thought, conservative thinkers have been uh, shut down on the big players, the big players. And you think it's just about Twitter? You're nuts if you think this is just about Twitter. Because it also was reflected and the the deep state tentacles went out in every direction, every direction to YouTube, to Facebook. I've got proof on Facebook coming up, too. They were just knee deep in it, waist deep in it, neck deep into it. And, uh, and you know, Mark Zuckerberg is a really long, pencil thin neck. So it had to be pretty deep. Uh, then you got, of course, the DHS and the FBI. And I could go on and on and we're going to get to it all but realize that if you have felt, huh, why can't I say anything? Why can't I talk about the 2020 election impropriety? Why can't I talk about uh, uh, CRT in schools? Why can't I talk about, you think this is all about Twitter? No, 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 no. This is all about state-sponsored apartheid against conservatives and conservative thought. And this house of cards is not falling down. We're going to blow the bleeper bleep, bleepity bleep up. That's what we're going to do. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. And we're going to end this nonsense once and for all. But in the meantime, we have to sit and watch, you know, idiocy. Like, for instance, the, uh, the exchange of one of the world's worst war criminals and arms dealers, literally responsible for the deaths of uh, tens of thousands of people, exchanged for a women's NBA player who had a uh, vape pen with hashish oil in it in Russia. That's what we did. That's what our gun, our country did. That's what this, this man in the White House, who is a humiliation, he humiliates you and me. For the last two years, he has made a mess and then rubbed your face in it. And now we find out that he just did it again. He just did it again. And not only is he making the country look foolish and stupid, that he's doing the same thing to you. He's projecting it on you. And you're not weak like he is. And you're not pathetic like the Democrat Party is. And you are not intellectually and morally bankrupt like the Democrat Party is. And I've been saying that for at least 20 years of my life. Because any country that would trade the world's biggest arms dealer for an NBA, WNBA player 
in a prisoner swap, this on the heels of another Democrat exchanging a deserter for five Taliban generals. I think you kind of get uh, who we're being led by. And I hope and pray that this uh, just comes to a screeching halt and this house of cards comes tumbling down and a whole lot of people go to jail for it. Absolutely 100%. There's the Bastille. Hello? Hello, would you like to let us in now? If not, we're going to burn it down. Figuratively, of course. There you go. And here is Joe Biden yesterday saying that Brittany Griner is among the best, the best of the best. He, 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 she moved past all of the people who you know who maybe served in the military, many who uh, didn't come back because they died overseas uh, away from their families uh, to defend our honor following the orders of uh, people in charge like they, they were told to do or, or the people who came back severely injured physically or mentally or maybe your grandparents parents or parents who served in the military or anybody who's done anything actually good and decent and had a legacy of uh, not only uh, uh, saving people, uh, but uh, putting other people first. Uh, Brittany Griner moves beyond all of those people to become one of the best of the best of the best. She represents the best America best about america it is across the board Every if that's the case then america certainly has become a giant bleep hole just like donald trump said of third world countries when he was in office and took a great deal of heat about it this is steve Ducey. he's a pretty cool guy uh he is asking uh, corinne jean pierre about the ungodly um uneven prisoner swamp while leaving a uh, a decorated marine in a cell in uh, in Russia where he's been for 4 years in this prisoner swamp why did Russia get such a better deal look you know i've talked about this uh, and I'll say this again. That's uh, those are called little extenders. They're like um uh. They're, they she delays while she's shoving shoveling through her three ring binder. Just remember these are little these little gaps in the conversation that she fills while she's scrambling. Here were our choices. Our choices was. Uh, our choices was uh, not gra grammatically incorrect, but I I won't stick to that because there's more important stuff here. Brittany or no one at all. Okay, now, uh, last I recorded, uh, reported on Tucker Carlson from other legit sources said they were given a choice between Brittany Griner and Paul Whelan, and they chose Brittany Griner. You know why? Because she checked a bunch of boxes, just like Corinne Jean-Pierre. Home one American or no American at all. And, and that's that's professional that's, athlete. We gave up a prolific arms dealer who was convicted of trying to kill Americans who was called the merchant of death. The professional athlete is also an American citizen. Yeah, and so's uh, so's uh, Paul Willen, and actually he uh, he swore to defend America and the Constitution with his life. While uh, Brittany Griner actually, she was arrested a few years ago in a domestic violence case, beat the crap out of her girlfriend at the time, and uh, was arrested for it. And uh, and then uh, she uh, would kneel during the national anthem and said the United States was awful. So let's not forget that. Who deserved is she attempting to shame us? I think she's trying to shame us. And so, and, 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 and I have explained how the Russians have illegally uh, treated, totally illegitimately uh, treated his situation. I've been very clear on that. No, you've never been clear about a damned thing. Uh, we've, laid that all, we've laid that out for you. Uh, and 
again. The These are more uh, uh, conversation extenders while she's searching for words there, by the way, in case you wanted to know. President felt that this was an opportunity to bring Brittany home. He is going to continue to do everything he can to bring Paul Whelan home, just like he did with Trevor Reed, just like he just was able like, to secure just, Trevor Reed's release. Yes, yes, yes. And here's Catherine Herridge. She's actually a pretty darn good reporter. She was on uh, CBS last night. And apparently, uh, this is kind of the modus operandi of the world now. They know that if we if they take uh, Americans hostages or or if they come up with Trump charges, that America will bend over and uh, say, "Thank you, sir. May I have another? We will rele- we will trade anybody, the worst despots, war criminals, drug dealers in history for Americans who are being held abroad. And chances are those people are being held because those crooked countries made up charges about them. Here's Catherine Herridge. Former U.S. official told CBS News, uh, and they were involved in some of these discussions, they believe that the Russians deliberately targeted Brittany Griner uh, and that it wasn't an accident when she was detained. Uh, oh, so they saw this opportunity to get a <clears throat> Russian player, arms dealer, for Brittany Griner. Okay. And they pointed to the timing uh, just before Russia's invasion of Ukraine. What's um, your assessment? I, I agree with that assessment. And I've, I concur, and I have independent confirmation of that. I think they absolutely targeted Ms. Griner. Uh, knowing full well they were going to invade Ukraine, and it became, she became the political pawn in Putin's game if he needed something from us. There you go. There you go. So there's a real good chance that Brittany Griner uh, was, uh, you know, if she's stupid. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. If she took a, a, a hash oil and a vape pen to a third world country where it's illegal and uh, had the arrogance and hubris that she has on America's basketball courts when she kneels for the national anthem. See, when she does that, there's, there's nothing. There's no negative for that. She will end up being the belle of the ball. She'll be featured on, uh, you know, in the New York Times and on the national news as a brave warrior, even though she's never been through anything in her life at all. And she's spoiled and she occasionally likes just to beat the crap out of her girlfriends, you know, things like that. But, uh, you know, she is uh, suddenly this champion. And while I am happy that Brittany Griner is, is free, um, how much longer are we going to do this? There are other examples of the Biden administration releasing the worst of the worst for our best of the best. Well, I wouldn't say Brittany Griner's the best of the best. But you know what, American citizens being held overseas. And it appears right now to be the way of the world, and it appears to be a price that Joe Biden and this lousy, stinking administration is willing to pay. So if you want to comment on this or anything else, and I've got plenty of stuff, we got some fun stuff too. We got some stuff that'll make you laugh today as well. Here's the number. It's 800-922-6680. That's 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. We the people are mad as hell. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. By the grace of God, it is finally Friday, and I'm uh, really, really glad to be here today because uh, I just hope and pray that the uh, news of the last couple of weeks will result in a profound change 
not only in our country's governance, but possibly might even bleed out to the rest of the world with regard to this massive, massive censorship of free thought that has occurred and really accelerated in the last three years. Uh, we'll get to all of that in a few, but uh, Brittany Griner is, uh, I, I hear she's touched down in uh, in the United States and, uh, wow, you know, she's just the greatest thing. She's sliced bread, honestly. Political prisoner, the whole deal. Got some audio. Vomit this audio from Van Jones. In a prison. Van Jones coming up. Over in Russia. In a second. Here's yeah. a lady that they set free. This is Jim Dossett, by the way. Yes, they confined her. Brittany Griner. And now they gave her. Clemency. I know, I never heard of her either before. Anthony Blinken. I don't even know what What was he thinking? What? He left behind a brave Marine. Hi, Paul. Yes, Paul Whelan. They're still jailing. But they freed that kneeling queen. And Anthony Miller. For an arms dealer Glad Britney's out Still it's a shame Biden's decision Leaves Paul in prison Sleepy Joe gets Sleepy Joe gets All the blame Let's give Sleepy Joe the blame That is uh, Jim Gossett, two S's and two T's, and uh, this is the world we live in. And it really, you know, I, I <clears throat> yesterday when I talked about the show, I was talking about uh, how it's very obvious that the reason why Brittany Griner was released was because she is a uh, black lesbian. What else is she? Black lesbian. She's not transgendered. She's still a woman, I guess. Uh, although there are rumors. <clears throat> so black lesbian. Anyway, that's why she was moved to the front of the line, and uh, it's all about political points. That's all. It's all uh, all about. There's a there's a uh, uh, an account that needs to be filled with grievances, and uh, that account might have been being depleted, I guess. And so they chose to uh, leave a uh, a man behind, which I do believe, I'm not mistaken, the military says they never will leave a man behind. But uh, this isn't the military. This is just this, um, you know, this uh, uh, this is this president. And this is uh, presumably, I might even add, <clears throat> I would say, um, this uh, Barack Obama, you know, might be involved. And I'm just, I'm just saying, and I'm just saying. Now, for those of you who don't realize what we have given up for Brittany Griner, uh, who had a uh, vape pen with a couple of canisters of hashish in it, hashish oil, which never confuse those in the kitchen or it's going to be a hell of a dinner. It, I mean, don't just, is this, it doesn't smell like olive oil, honey. I just go ahead and cook with it. You'll be fine. And then later you're like, oh, my God, the Grateful Dead is awesome. Oh, wow. And look, Doritos on ice cream are incredible. Here's the guy that we traded for. Victor Boot, uh, in, in my eyes, um, is one of the most dangerous men on the face of the earth. This is from uh, 2010, 60 Minutes Overtime on CBS. On the face of the earth. Without a doubt. Mike Braun, the former chief of operations for the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration, told us Boot first exploded on the scene in war-torn West Africa in the late 1980s. 
Elevating bloody conflicts from machetes and single-shot rifles to... AK-47s. Right, wait, you know what? Wait a minute. Where are all the Democrats who want uh, gun control? Right? Where are all those gun control uh, Democrats? Here's a guy who literally sold guns to people uh, so they'd give up their machetes so they could murder people. Gun control. We need common sense gun control. Elevating bloody conflicts from machetes and single-shot rifles. I mean gun safety. Rifles to... AK-47s, not by the thousands, but by the tens of thousands. So he weaponizes civil war in Africa. He transformed. Wow, that is pretty amazing. He uh, He's like one of the most prolific uh, 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 weapons dealers and uh, uh, purveyors of death around the entire world. And we gave that guy up for Brittany Griner. To bring uh, Brittany Griner back home. I mean, it really, this is amazing. This is amazing. Now, uh, Boot uh, joins two convicted cocaine traffickers related to Venezuelan dictator Nicolas Maduro, who uh, Joe Biden is going to allow uh, us to get oil from Venezuela because, you know, we shut down our own <clears throat> oil production in, in the United States and made ourselves energy dependent. Anyway, a parade of former Guantanamo detainees, all freed by Biden's administration. Now, listen to this. Boot was serving a 25-year prison sentence at the time of his relief for selling uh, weapons to the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia, a Marxist terrorist organization. Oddly enough, uh, Joe Biden freed a couple of uh, drug uh, lords who were affiliated with the same group. What sort of connection do we have there? I don't know, but we're going to share it on the other side, plus some vomitous audio from uh, Van Jones and Don Lemon about about Britney Spears. Don't go anywhere. The left burned our cities. They told us to hate America as founded. Well, we're not only saying no, we're saying hell no. It's the Rob Carson Show. This would be, uh, in, in my eyes, um, is one of the most dangerous men on the face of the earth. On the face of the earth. Without a doubt. Mike Braun, the former chief of operations for the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration, told us Boot first exploded on the scene in war-torn West Africa in the late 1980s. Elevating bloody conflicts from machetes and single-shot rifles to... AK-47s, not by the thousands. It's kind of crazy. That's the guy that we uh, essentially traded for Brittany Griner, a, uh, a NBA, WNBA player nobody ever heard of who was stupid enough and, and arrogant enough, by the way, just kind of arrogant, you know, because she can stand uh, kneel during the national anthem over here and badmouth the United States without any sort of uh, repercussions whatsoever. Uh, just a lot of love and a lot of fawning by the American media. So she goes over that same hubris with her, uh, you know, vape pen and her uh, two canisters of uh, hashish, which I guess makes you a better athlete, like the hashish oil makes you a better pro athlete like she is. Uh, but anyway, she uh, she gets arrested. And what do we do? We end up it's kind of like if you went, <clears throat> I don't know. We've got Joseph Mengele here in custody. How about you guys give us uh, Jesse Smollett in, in uh, you know, we, we have a Jesse Smollett. Let's do that trade. Uh, you know, Joseph Mengele for Jesse Smollett. That's essentially what they did. And uh, it, it makes a fool of the United States. It makes a fool out of you and I. It is uh, an international embarrassment, and it certainly is an injustice. And uh, this is what we're doing now. This is what we're doing. I had mentioned that Boot was uh, serving a 25-year uh, prison sentence at the time of his release for agreeing to sell weapons to the Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia, also known as FARC. 
a Marxist terrorist organization, organization that undercover agents claims uh, would be used to kill Americans. Yeah. Some of the arms that he sold were um, surface-to-air missile, missiles that terrorists could have used to shoot down American airliners. For Brittany, Brittany Griner, by the way. That's what they traded it for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have the same enemy, Boot reportedly told American DEA sources he believed to be FARC terrorists. What the? <clears throat> Biden's prisoner swap did not include veteran Marine Paul Whelan, who uh, Russian authorities sentenced to 16 years in prison under espionage charges that Whelan vehemently denies. The release of Boot echoes a similar situation in South America in October. Listen, this is from Breitbart, by the way. Uh, when the Biden administration carried out a prisoner swamp with the authoritarian socialist regime of Venezuela, Biden released two of socialist dictator Nicolas Maduro's convicted drug trafficking meth use in exchange for seven unjustly imprisoned American oil workers. Uh, Efren Antonio Campo Flores and Francisco Flores de Fritas, which I just ordered the other night at a restaurant here. And the, 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 the Flores de Fritas are, when they're crispy, Oh, my God, and the centers are perfect. Uh, anyway, Francisco Flores de Fritas, more commonly known in their country as the Narcos Sobrinos, which means Narcos Nephews. Now, the Narcos Nephews had been arrested in November 2015 by DEA officials in Haiti while attempting to transport 800 kilos of cocaine belonging to... Colombia's Marxist Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia, also known as FARC. Yeah, I know. A terrorist organization uh, into U.S. soil. Both of Maduro's nephews had been sentenced to 18 years in prison in December of 2017. So it appears we have a real affinity for FARC members. <clears throat> F-A-R-C. Outside of Latin America, the biggest beneficiaries of uh, Biden prisoner liberation order so far appears to be the Taliban, who returned in power in Afghanistan after Biden brokered an agreement that would have ended a 20-year Afghan war sooner, inspiring the Taliban takeover of Kabul in August of 2021. And we released thousands of prisoners, terrorists, in Afghanistan. No Brittany Griner needed. None, we just left the Americans over there to be murdered. It was so easy. In uh, January, the Biden administration approves the release of three Yemenis, uh, citizens from Guantanamo Bay. I won't even try to pronounce their names, as well <laughs> as Kenyan citizen Mohammed Abdul Malik Bajabu, which I did order again at a Somali restaurant just the other night. It's nice and crispy. Uh, and Somali national Julid Hassan Ahmed, all five have been imprisoned over alleged ties to al-Qaeda. We don't have friends of the United States in power in Washington, D.C. We have people in the United States government who are existing for one purpose, and that is to enrich themselves. And uh, make no bones about it. Everything they do points to one, one thought originally, and that is they really don't like America. And I mean it. I mean, they really, you would not do this if you loved your country. You would not. And if I'm not mistaken, there was a guy who was running for president in 2007 who said that he wanted to fundamentally change America, which means that he really didn't like America as founded and really wanted to change it. Yeah, you know, these kind of things. Are you ready for the vomitous exchange between Van Jones and uh, Don Lemon uh, yesterday with regard to the uh, the prison swap? This is, I mean, this is just this 
I think should go down in the annals of uh, broadcast history for the most sycophantic praise of someone who's completely unworthy, which they do all the time, actually, with, like, you know, Democrat politicians. But here we go. If I, would be, I think I would be remiss if we did not mention also the importance this plays for the LGBTQ community. Yes, sir. As we've been talking about black women. <laughs> there you go. I told you yesterday it was about checking boxes. Paul Whelan would be free if it were based on merit. This is big. So this is for the LGBTQ community. Glad releasing a statement, obviously. Just, I'm so- wait, 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 wait. I thought it was LGBTQI. It was I yesterday. Corinne Jean-Pierre said it was uh, LGBTQI. Memorizing here that they're happy and it shows the, the um, struggles and the danger that members of the LGBT community face around. Yeah, but not half as bad as in uh, Russia or uh, many of the uh, Middle Eastern states, actually. The world, but when you look at what is happening with the LGBT community specifically here. Like what exactly? Like what? What? Really? I think that we have the most famous and successful homosexuals in the history of the world living right here in the country. And I know, I know it's kind of crazy. They certainly aren't coming out of Iran. Um, in the United States. Um, what does this say? Does, what, does this bring attention to that? And it shows us, hey, look, we're all Americans. Listen, uh, Unless you're a white guy who used to be in the Marines. Brittany Griner represents everything in this country. Do I have to say it? No, I'll just play him again. To that, and it shows us, hey, look, we're all Americans. Listen, uh, Brittany Griner represents everything in this country. <sighs> no, she doesn't. And you're a bleepity bleep for saying it. Uh, she's female. She's LGBTQ. She's black. There you go. There's the box checking. There's the box checking. That's all that matters to them. And if we get to a point where we cannot free Americans being held abroad for anything but what number of boxes they check, so what sort of grievance they have in the United States, then we are in an ungodly place and we have to change it. And she's extraordinary. She's How is she extraordinary? How exactly is she extraordinary? Is it because she went to jail for beating the crap out of her girlfriend a few years ago? Is it because uh, she kneels during the national anthem and hates America and is spoiled and has never been uh, downtrodden or put upon or uh, uh, raised in poverty like so many, including this guy right here sitting in this chair? Yeah, me, 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 uh, you know, but uh, how is she really? Exceptional. How does she represent any of us? Excellent. She's overcome. She's a, she's an icon. She's done. She's an icon. Um, just real quick, I'm, I'm watching out here with my virtual eyes. How many people had ever heard of Brittany Griner before she was arrested? I'm not seeing any hands out there. Everything you can do in her sport and more, and yet she still wasn't safe. She was snatched off of a plane <laughs> and treated like <laughs> like trash. And we didn't let it stand. Uh, Americans came together. And I think that Biden... No, America didn't come together. We did not come together. And I would venture to say that the next polls of people who say, if you've just asked the question, who would be more worthy of being released from a foreign prison, uh, a, a, pre, a former Marine arrested unjustly, I've got some information on his arrest, by the way, it was a plant, uh, or, or this person, I think that most Americans, even even uh, blacks and, uh, and uh, maybe even some uh, gay people, would say, no, no, I think you probably should have gone with the Marine. Uh, and Kamala Harris, 
Uh, this is one of the things that they're going to be, I think, the most proud of. Uh, I think Americans can stand together on this one. Uh, but where we say that right now, when she comes off that plane, when she walks off that plane, when her wife hugs her, when that moment happens, that is going to be decade defining. People will remember that and it should show us what that won't even be weekly defining. Are you out of your nut? This is this is going to be decade decade defining. I mean, really, when she comes off that plane, when she walks off that plane, when her wife hugs her, when that moment happens, that is going to be decade defining. People um, uh, what do you look at when you're looking at the, the just since 2020, the things that have been decade defining? OK, so would you consider this to be on the top of the list? I uh, I don't think so. And I would venture to say one month from today, no one will remember this moment, really, unless they're reminded of it, because it's not going to be uh, decade defining. We'll remember that. And it should show us what we can do when we stand together. It can show us what we can do when we don't give up on people. No, no, no. It can show us what we can do when a corrupt president... Uh, uses his ability to make political points to distract people from the massive corruption of uh, his administration, the uh, deep state, the big social media, and uh, the Democrat Party. And the news media. This is Jason Whitlock. I love me some Jason Whitlock. He's just fantastic. Uh, here he is talking about, uh, from the perspective of a person of color, about Brittany Griner and why she was released and not a decorated Marine who had been in a Russian jail and still is for the last four years. Critical race theory and diversity, inclusion, and equity dictated that President Joe Biden go to unreasonable and dangerous lengths to win the release of Brittany Griner. She's black and gay. Her membership in the LGBTQ BLM alphabet mafia <laughs> makes her more valuable to the Biden administration yes. than Marine Paul Whelan yep. and school teacher Mark Fogel. Oh, there too, yeah. white men yes. incarcerated in Russia. Whelan and Fogel actually contribute more to American society than a weed-smoking basketball player who promotes anti-American sentiment. Whelan and Fogel should have been our priority. But that's not how America works in the era of CRT and DIE. That is uh, Jason Whitlock. <laughs> it's spectacular. And it's true. And I said it yesterday. I said there's only one reason why she was moved to the front of the line. Box check. Box check. Box check. There you go. Unbelievable. Now, I do have some uh, information I want to share about Paul Whelan and how he uh, was arrested in Russia and why he's still sitting in prison. All right. Also, your calls are welcome at 800-922-668. Here. Let's take a break. This is a Friday edition of the Rob Carson Show. The swamp feasts while we're expected to dine on the crumbs. To those who strove to deter us from our responsibility, you have failed. Time to send those crumb suckers home. It's the Rob Carson Show. As you know, there's some criticism of, of, of the release of, of Victor Booth. And I know you, you said the president doesn't take it lightly, we waited very carefully, but uh, th th we are talking about a man who, when he was sentenced to 25 years, Preet Baraha, who at the time was the top federal prosecutor in New York, said, 
that this was someone who had conspired to sell AK-47s that he knew would have been used to kill Americans, American drug agents. Law enforcement uh, officials may not be happy with his release. What's the president's message to them and to others who say essentially that this was a, a bad deal, that, that this is a terrible man who has not fully paid his debt? So look, negotiations for release of wrongful uh, detainees are often very difficult. That's just a reality. In part because of the price that must be paid to bring Americans home uh, to their loved ones, and in part because of immediate results can feel unfair or arbitrary. Oh, wow. That was a good uh, read there from Corinne Jean-Pierre. After we released one of the most dangerous criminals in the world for a, uh, a basketball player who had a vape pen with some hash oil in it in Russia. Honestly, we need some ch- some adults in charge here because we have a bunch of uh, idiotic, uh, spoiled, entitled, millennial um, academics in charge, and they keep doing really, 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 really stupid crap like this. How do I put it in a nutshell? I think I did. I think I just put it into a, uh, a nutshell. Um, here is uh, Paul Whelan. He is a Marine that is uh, jailed right now. By the way, he's a U.S. citizen in prison in Russia on spying charges. Been there. He'd been friends uh, for 10 years with a uh, an FSB agent who handed him over to the Kremlin. Now, the Marine had been making regular trips to Russia beginning in 07, making contacts in the country's military through the social network VK. On one visit, December of 2018, Whelan was found in a Moscow hotel with a USB drive containing state secrets. Whelan maintained that his friend, FSB officer Ilya Yatseko, had uh, set him up and that he was innocent. Following his arrest, Whelan was sentenced to 16 years hard time in a penal colony. Now, um... Mr. Whelan was found with an FSB officer, the drive, and $1,200 in cash at a Moscow's Metropole near the Kremlin in 2018 and throw in jail. However, rather than trying to bribe Ilya Yatsenko, Mr. Whelan maintains he thought he was a friend who had just handed him a flash drive containing vacation photos, also reimbursing him for a loan. Just three days beforehand, Mr. Whelan took a photo of Yatsenko at dinner and titled it Comrades, where he posted it. He believed they had been friends for 10 years and had even visited the Russia's hometown, even visited his hometown. He was arrested there uh, in the same hotel where a year earlier an elderly Norwegian man named Frodi Berg was arrested and found guilty of giving cash to spy Uh, To spy, former CIA official has uh, dismissed the idea that Whelan was partaking in a similar operation in the U.S. uh, uh, intelligence services. So um, it sounds like it could have been a, a, a setup. It sounds like it could have been a setup. It sounds like Brittany Griner may have been a setup. And now the world's despots know that you can entrap American citizens and who do you want? We'll give them to you. It's really remarkable. Let's go to Brian in Baltimore. Brian, welcome to the Rob Carson Show, and a very good Friday to you. Hello, Brian. Okay, I don't believe we have Brian. So I'm going to play some audio from Paul Whelan yesterday on CNN after finding out he was going to continue to have to rot in a Russian prison cell while Brittany Griner gets to come back. They've always considered me to be at a higher level um, than other criminals. Um, of my sort and um, for whatever reason uh, I'm treated differently than another um, individual here from a western country that's also on a charge of espionage so even though we're both here for espionage um, I'm treated much differently than he is 
And my treatment is also much different than um, others held for espionage at other prisons. I would say that if um, a message could go to President Biden that, um, you know, this is a precarious situation that needs to be resolved quickly. And um, I would hope that he and his administration would do everything they could to get me home, um, regardless of the price they might have to pay at this point. Yeah, now, um, Mr. Whelan, I wouldn't hold my breath because if you're not mistaken and we're not mistaken, Joe Biden has also been doing everything he could to lower the price of gas and everything he could to bring down the cost of living in America. Yeah, whenever he does everything he could to anything, it means he's either really screwing it up or he's doing nothing at all. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. guys, it's Rob Carson. I hope you enjoyed the best of the Rob Carson Show this weekend. If you don't know already, I am live in the famed Rush Limbaugh slot, noon to 3 Eastern Standard Time on talk radio stations across the country, and the replay of every show is available everywhere you find podcasts. Just search Rob Carson Show or go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast to see all available platforms. Make sure to check out my TV show on Newsmax called Rob Carson's What in the World? Follow me on social media, and above all, Don't catch the stupid. 